warning. The Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello Kuhn and Zach. Hey everybody, it is Jello Coon, and it is Anime Expo time, it is summer, anime season time, new shows are airing, a shit ton of new news, it is just, uh, it's been crazy these last two weeks, uh, and Zach is not here with me today, he's presumed scared somewhere in Florida, and or a shark victim attack. <laughs> I have got Zach from Everyday Gaming Society. It's Nate, you dork. Don't Zach. Whatever, a name. Nate from Everyday Gaming Society. <laughs> I said a name. I'm damn so it. offended. You said Zach. Oh my god! Hey, I Zach stuck in my head. Damn it! <laughs> I have Nate from Everyday Gaming Society here with us your, today. Your anime life partner is, is abandoned you for Florida. I know. I feel so. I feel so alone. It's so lonely. We were going to watch Ori Emo together, damn it. <laughs> I miss my Zack. Yes. Uh, so, he's, how you been? I have been doing great. Yourself? I haven't, I haven't talked to you in like a couple weeks, and I go like, oh, I want to see what's what uh, Joan LeCun is doing. Yes, John LeCun. Now, here, let me get this straight for you. What, okay. did, what is Bill Cosby, at, well, what did Bill Cosby used to advertise? Jello Pudding. Okay. Now what? That's with me. Jello Coon. Jello Coon. There you go. Jello Coon, okay. <laughs> Every fucking time I listen to your guys' show. John Lacoon. I'm like, thank God they're getting it wrong. <laughs> and adding oh, yeah. the word the in my, in my, uh, uh, web, you know, check out thebonsaibeat.com. Yeah, that's a site that doesn't exist. Does it? <laughs> no. There's no the. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I could have swore it was. No. <laughs> well, if they Googled it, it'd come up. Yes, there you go. Thank God like, there's always Google. Because I mess it up all the time, and I type in the bonsaibeat.com, and... It's like, wrong, you asshole. And Google, like, did you mean this? And I go, like, yeah. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, now, Zach banned you because Fun- Funimation lawyers finally got to him. I think, that's, I think that's exactly the case. They put the squeeze on him. He's like, you need to leave him now. It's like, now he's hiding on a deserted island near Florida. Exactly. He's probably in the Florida Keys. Yep. With that song, man, I felt like I needed a reggae hat. And yes, some, and some, 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 uh, some herbs. Yeah, some special herbs. Yes. Uh, uh, man, yes. So, tell us about Everyday Gaming Society, because people are like, uh, that's video games. What's well, going on? When we started Everyday Game Society, we were just a couple of guys hanging out every single night until like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning playing Halo and basically just drinking 
and just so like, man, it'd be so cool to do something fun with this. It's like we always have a great time just hanging out and playing video games. Why can't we just include other people? So, and plus we also had tons of friends that always needed help with achievements or walkthroughs, mm-hmm. like for certain stuff that new games came out. And me and Steve are pretty good at getting stuff done on the fly. So, like, we'd help them out a lot. And one drunken night, we're outside. I was smoking, and Steve was drinking a beer. And I go, like, why don't we uh, do a company like this? And I, Steve suggested it. And I go, like, yeah, sure, why not? And I just, I just took it as two guys bullshitting drunk. Yeah. And the next day, he goes, like, oh, by the way, I, I got us a domain name, and I got us a YouTube channel. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> what did I agree to? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was doing, like porn or something like that. I go like, oh god. Now get undressed. Don't you want to be famous? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please don't. It's like, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> you agreed to this. You signed a contract. But anyway, yeah, Everyday Game Society has basically started off with a YouTube channel, or YouTube channel for game guide reviews and walkthroughs for um, anywhere from the experienced ga- uh, gamer all the way down to the novice. Basically, if you're having a tough time doing this one section or you want to just like quickly just be an achievement guy, you know what I mean? Where you just collect all the achievements so you can like go like, hey, look at my gamer score. I'm mm-hmm. like the coolest dude ever. Mm-hmm. It's like, we'll help you get there the fastest way we can. And the first videos that we ever did was um, I did Pirates of the Caribbean Lego. And Steve did, um, I want to say... Like, a couple of, like, Cars 2. I love the fact that you don't choose, like, established games. You're like, we're doing Disney games. Fuck all of you. Well, Disney <laughs> games are actually really fucking hard, dude. Like, I've, we, I play the Lego games all the time. Right now, I'm currently knee-deep in Lego uh, Lord of the Rings. Cool. Which is basically all the L- Lord of the Ring movies compiled into one game. <laughs> And it's like, you just want to kill yourself, because if little kids have to play this game, I don't see how the hell they do it. It's like, I, w- I want to kill myself after, like, the first, like, hour and a half. It's like, I don't see how little kids can get through this game, but I, we power through it, you know what I mean? It's like, for, uh, the, I gotta say, the crappiest LEGO game ever made was LEGO Indiana Jones. Like, the mechanics were all buggy, the graphics were all buggy, your AI always screwed you over. Like, if they fell off a cliff, they would somehow drag you down, and, like, you'd have to just fall and fall and fall continuously, and then you'd have to restart the chapter because it wouldn't let you do nothing but fall. And you just wanted to, like, throw your freaking controller at the TV and go, like, fuck this shit, I give up! How is this rated for six, like... Eight to ten year olds. I want to kill myself, and I'm freaking twenty five. Um, no kidding. Uh, so what do you guys do to compete against like Achievement Hunter, GameFAQs, IGN? I mean, there's a boatload of gaming sites out there. Yeah, there is. What makes but you the- unique compared to them? Well, well, the thing is, like when we first started, we didn't have a clue of what we were doing, and we tried to model ourselves after Rooster Teeth which aka made achievement hunter mm-hmm. and we got so pissed off at each other that we wanted to kill each other because we were just like we got to get out all these videos yada yada we got to compete with them we got to we got to be on their level yeah. and it was just basically two dudes like doing 
working 40 hours a week normally and then working another 40 hours a week at night. It was like we wanted to kill each other. So we basically just said, you know what? We'll do what we do. We'll play a game that's fun to us and we'll do the achievements for them. And that that's the same thing that happened with our podcast as well. Like we we had such a huge restriction on ourselves, like trying to make it all professional and legit sounding mm-hmm. that we just wanted to kill each other after each podcast because we we love to swear, we love to cuss, we love to just say messed up disgusting things. But like we couldn't like Steve had this restriction. It's like, oh we can't do that or uh, we'll we'll get sued or we'll get flagged because we're horrible and disgusting and we don't deserve to live. So we just said screw it and we t- took a relaxed feel to it. We just we went basically for video games. We just do walkthroughs and achievements. If you guys want to send us an email, send us a twit or not twit <laughs> a Twitter feed. You want to send us a twit a tweet. Um. And you need help with a certain section, and we have time. We'll hop right on and help you walk through the whole entire thing. That's what sets us apart. We we're small enough to where we could still hop online and help you get that achievement if you cannot figure it out through our videos or do it on your own. We we'll, we will help you. Cool. Do you charge for that at all? Nope. It's free. Hmm. You should, like, rethink, you should rethink your model, man. Well, we're not like I said. We started this company. I didn't say we're smart business people, but hey, um, where can they find? Where can people check out your your podcast and whatnot? Um, right now, we just switched over to our new website, www.everydaygamingsociety.com, or we are right now we're trying to get it shortened to egsforums.com. But our forums are not back up yet since we just switched over to the server that you currently hold. Yes. Um, They're paying me a measly sum of money for the chance of keeping their site hosted. Oh, yeah. We're paying him <laughs> tons of money. It is. It's, I am making bank. I can quit my job. I'm living the easy street. Yeah, we're paying him millions and millions of dollars. Yes. I keep getting these checks with funny faces on them. And it says, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it says Monopoly money on the top right corner. <laughs> Pasco, collect $200. Yes. What the? Okay, this isn't necessarily anime-related, but a lot of people who like anime like gaming. I wanted to cry when I read this story from a couple days ago. I saw it on dig.com. During a Q&A session, um, Sartu Iwata, uh, whatever, Iwata, the, the president of Nintendo, was basically oh told, hey, by a shareholder... Why are games so easy? Back in the you know back in the Nintendo days, and the Nintendo you know Super Nintendo and all that you know they were harder. This is less enjoyable. There's no challenge. And the president's like, yeah, I agree with you, but we did some research. He said, I feel um. Uh, let's get down to it here. He said, it may become as a shock to some of you. But most gamers today cannot finish the original Super Mario Brothers uh, level one on the Famicom. We have conducted a te- the test over the past two years to see how difficult we should make our games, and have found that the number of people unable to finish the first level is steadily increasing. It gets what? even. It gets even better. 
This year, around 90% of the test participants were unable to complete the first level of the Super Mario Brothers. We did not assist them in any way except providing them the exact same instruction manual as provided back then. Many of them did not read it, and the few that did stopped after the first page, and which did not cover the game mechanics. We watched the replay videos of how the gamers performed and saw that many did not understand a single concept. Uh, uh, many did not uh, understand the simple concept of the bottomless pits. Around 70% died uh, on the first Goomba, and another 50% died twice. Many thought the, the coins were enemies and tried to avoid them. Also, most of them did not use the run button. There were many other depressing things we noted that I'm not, that I can't remember at this time. Wow. Uh, not this article, but they said, like, they wanted, when they asked, like, well, what do you want? They wanted in-game tutorials. They wanted, like, how-tos. Like, how can you mess up Mario Bros. 1? I know. I, like, I, I was in shock when I was like, really? Did they pull these test subjects out of, like, a clinic that has, like, like cosmic radiation and, like, lead poisoning and... I guarantee... Well, here's the thing. You're 25, I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Kids today, your average... Who are you aiming at as a... If you're a video game producer? You're aiming at uh, probably 8 to 21. That that's debatable nowadays because a lot of well okay yeah a, give it to a I'm lot just, of video games that are come out are M M rated okay okay we'll say Nintendo's just figuratively say Nintendo's case well that's a whole nother can of worms it's 2013 <laughs> regardless the uh, Nintendo Mario Brothers one is a 20 plus year old game mm. and that's like saying like hey go watch uh, this anime from 1970. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't think of... Or go watch this TV. I can't think of a, a simple... The whole point I'm saying is how many people are like, I, you know, who wants to go back and play that? That's like now saying like, oh, if I could choose between the NES and the Atari for someone to play that old, I'd pick the NES. But, you know, if I was like younger, I'd be like, NES, Sega, those are old things. They don't have 3D graphics. Well, it... It's getting to a point where it's kind of like in comic books. The golden age of comics is like the golden age of comics is dead, and the silver age is taking over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, the silver age is basically the gamer world now, and the golden age of, of video games, which is basically the Atari, uh, ColecoVision, um, and the NES, is almost done. Like. This generation that we're spawning now has never even seen NES system. They may, yeah, unless they're a thrift shop or something. Yeah, it, me, my first experience with the NES system was at my my grandma's house where my uncles live because that's was. Oh yeah, we're old enough to know it what it is. And like back in the day, that was ours. We yeah. were the Nintendo versus Sega generation. It's like my my parents had an Atari in their closet, and mm -hmm. that was, like, the first gaming system I ever got my hands on. Same here. It, it, like, I found it one day, and my mom was like, oh, that's an Atari. And I go, like, what's an Atari? 
And I was like maybe eight years old. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, oh, I'll plug it in for you. And I'm like sitting there playing Pong and this like stupid little like not even 8-bit graphics games, just like sticks, stick figures and like little balls of graphics going across the screen at slow motion. And it's just amazing on how far we've leaped. And people nowadays, it's like I tell everyone with music, the same thing with music. You got to appreciate the older stuff to appreciate the newer stuff that you're listening to now that you you're into like yeah no one listens to sinatra not sinatra but uh mozart anymore yeah, no, one's, like, no one's banging mozart in their system yeah it's like oh yeah this is my jam oh, shit. It's mozart number five and D stuff like cannon that in a minor boy oh motherfucker <laughs> i'm a panty dropper well it's you gotta you gotta appreciate what came before before you can really appreciate what you have now. I mean, people complain all the time about Nintendo. It's like we give Nintendo a hard time on our podcast a lot because what they're doing is the the Wii U has come out, and they're basically every time they release a console, Nintendo does, they release the same games revamped, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they do not release any like brand new content other than just. The same proven stuff over the past 30 years. Here's a new Mario. Here's a new Mario Kart. Here's a new Zelda. Here's a new Metroid. You know what I mean? It's, it never ends. And now that, they're, that they realize, oh, we're not making enough money with the Wii U, they're trying to bring in all these, third par- these other like, main huge title games mm-hmm. that have never been ever thought of to be ran on a Nintendo yeah, isn't system. Is like, Grand Theft Auto going to be on the Nintendo Wii U now? Uh, no, actually, oh, that got taken away because it wasn't the thrust the frostbite 3 engine that nintendo wii u is running is not powerful <laughs> enough to support it there you go well let's go and get back on to anime i just thought that was a really interesting thing i was like man this is sad but then again like you said though who are these people they're pulling it could be you know young kids it could be old adults it could be people our age people who can don't give a crap about gaming so. well it's like with my mom my mom she doesn't know how to play today's video game consoles worth a damn, but you put her in front of a Miss Pac-Man arcade system, she'll take she, the, she'll take she will it. play there until her hand bleeds. <laughs> I'm most, not kidding The you. most I've got my mom to play was uh, Guitar Hero, a rock band, but that's plenty. Um, I know, I remember back in the PS2, back when Madden and stuff was, you know, before the PS3 and all that, I remember her walking in the room going, it's June, why is there football on? Yeah. Um, anyway, getting into anime, um, what have you been watching as of late? Oh, God, I've been watching so much crap. I mean, I've been in a weird funk where I'm jumping between so many different animes. It's insane. I've, I basically, after I started listening to your podcast, because I started working third shift at a shop with my dad, mm-hmm. and I get so bored being there at night. So I go like, I'm going to find a podcast about anime because I haven't been in the anime world in a while. So How long I was going watching? through and sorry, I'm going to cut you out. How long have you been watching? God, I want to say since I was 14 years old, Yeah, a lot longer than me. Well, yeah, well, it's been, it's me. been off and on because the, <laughs> the first anime I ever touched on was Gundam. Gotcha. And, and the only reason why I started watching Gundam first was because my cousin, Tommy, I would my aunt and my mom would always like hang out 
So when I went over to my co- my cousin's house, he would have Gundam on, and I'd sit there and watch it with him. And I'd go like, "What's this about?" And he'd explain to me it's like what the Gundam Gundam was about and what the wing the, like difference was between Gundam Double O, Gundam Combat, Gundam. Well, Gundam Double O didn't come out till for only a couple years ago. Yeah, I know. It's but, I'm just generalizing. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying it's. But then after that, I stopped watching anime for a little bit, and the next big thing I got into was Dragon Ball. Ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, I've watched Kai. I really like Kai, but I can never go back and watch the original Dragon Ball. I, just... I can't get into Kai. I, I don't know why. Like, I think it's because I've watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I tried, I tried so goddamn hard to watch GT, but I cannot stand GT. Um, that I cannot bring myself to watch it in a different form because it's basically me sitting and just grinding through all those hours of Dragon Ball again. (laughs) It's like, no, but I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z on abridged. Oh, there you go. Like, I love it. We actually, uh, a couple years back, we did an interview with the guy who plays, uh, uh, he does Nappa. Oh, yeah. I love that voice actor for Dragon Ball Z on a bridge. He's funny as... Oh, my God. It's just... You want to cry laughing. Because the, the way that they just took that whole entire scenario between Nappa and Vegeta, it's just like... Where were you when I was watching this originally? <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta. Vegeta. Were you like, the one who showed you. me uh, Angry Saiyans or some of that play video games? Oh yeah, two Saiyans yes. play uh, Orcs <laughs> Must Die too, and yes. two Saiyans play Mecha. Uh, it's it's so funny watching those two. Like the best one I gotta say was them playing Castle Crashers. Yes. And then uh, then there was uh, two Saiyans play, but it was uh, the voice actor of Krillin. Vegeta basically locks him in a room and makes him play. Uh, what's it called sinister or uh it's it's basically this horror game where you go around collecting little notes and like the whole entire time this nightmare creature is like stalking you and if he catches you you instantly die oh we so krillin's like i'm not scared i'm not scared and he's like i was like oh my god go away he's right through the woods like his flashlights all over the place it's actually pretty funny but after a while, it does get very boring. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was good for a laugh, but it's still pretty funny. So what have you been watching? Are we? Oh, God. I want to... I watched... I, I like watching a lot of older anime. Like, not super old, but, like, obscure stuff that no one really watches, except for, unless you really want to watch it. Um, I watched an anime called Blue Submarine 6. Um, basically, it it's only a four episode series 30 minutes a piece and it is done by i want to say god what is the company that does it uh satiro or anizami and bandai i believe at one point touched on it oizami and slash bandai according to anime news network um it's interesting it's basically if it's basically a mad scientist takes like gives sea creatures uh, higher thought processes. Basically, makes them sentient beings, and like the there's like these mermaids and stuff like that. And I, I think it kind of touches on hentai almost a little bit because the 
the mermaids like that you could see their boobs they're exp- they're exposed but it's like kind of weird because they're like really like preteen like 13 year old like almost lolly age they're mermaids they don't need ages yeah so it was kind of creepy at that part and then like the whales are actually called mer- murder whales or submarine whales Ooh, we can watch a preview <laughs> you should watch the preview it's I worth should it should watch it it's trying. Try faster. What else have you been watching? Um, I watched Planets. And I, what was that anime I asked you about the other day? Um, I want to say the last time we spoke, it was about baseball. Baseball. Um, well, I, I don't remember recommending any baseball. I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's just was so What's the one weird. that Funimation did? I think so. Uh, was it, um... Oh, fuck, what was the name of it? Yeah, I can't think of the top of my head. Uh... Ooh, here we go, it's gonna play. Oh, God. Any second now. And while we're looking for that, I'm going to... find that baseball anime. Oh, no! With the rising temperatures and melting of the polar ice caps, Earth has plenty of problems, but apparently, not enough. Evil scientist Zorndike has seemingly turned his back on humanity. Leading an army of ocean-dwelling mutants, Zorndike is bent on destroying mankind. What the fuck? <laughs> I love the 80s music in the background. Yes. Advanced digital animation and computer graphics combined with rich Dolby digital sound makes Blue Sub 6 one of the hottest animated titles around. Hey, it's 1998. Aw, shit, they're $20 a pop. Yep, the twenty bucks a pop, or you could uh, download it uh, if you could find it. <laughs> wink, wink. Yes, anyway, uh, um, big wind up. No, it's called. Uh, I just found it. It's Clanad After Story. <laughs> okay, baseball's a very small. Well, like I said, I, I I've been watching so much anime. Like I've only I, watched yeah, probably yeah. the first eight episodes. And like have I got distracted and started watching something else. Have you gotten past the point? Well, was it only twelve? Ep- yeah, it was twelve episodes, wasn't it? Clinic. Uh, let me check here. I think uh, it is. Because you're past the high school and all that now. Yeah, we're basically they're going, getting ready to go off to college, and the one doesn't. The one guy doesn't know if he wants to go to college. He doesn't oh, know what you're not to do with himself. Okay. Actually, no, it is 25 episodes plus it two is, okay. two it, specialty movies. Yes, it, it gets better. It gets much better. you got to just slog through the first 12 to 14 episodes. Oh, I, tr- I trust better. your opinion. Trust me. After, after Kids on a Slope, I believe you 100%. Yes, that show is awesome. Kids on a Slope, it made me cry. Like, it was beautiful. Like, I, I love romantic, like, sappy stories and... This is so beautiful. I had to use a whole box of tissues. There you go. But um, I also started watching... Uh, I, wa- I-, I watched Appleseed. 
Well, that's the thing that never dies. It's like a new apple seed like every couple of years. Yeah, I know. I, I watched the uh, the series that had, I think it's, I'm never good with Roman numerals. I suck at it. Probably like it's apple seed 13. Yeah. Anyway, I, I watched the whole entire series. The story was okay, but the animation was so weird to me. Like, yeah, they tried to do this 3G CGI kind of deal, and it's just, it's not good. It was just so, it was so off-putting. Like, it it was a struggle just to just watch it for the story because the animation was so weird. I I, I don't know. I've, I've watched weird animation before. There's one called, uh, I believe it was M- The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, I don't know what kind of animation style they did with that one, but it was so weird. It was like a struggle just to watch it. I don't know what you call that kind of animation style, but it was, oh my god, gotcha. it just it killed me. <laughs> like, but I, I, the ones I have completed was uh, the Great Teacher Onizuka, which you recommended to oh, me. Oh, such an awesome show! And it was amazing. The ending was like phenomenal. Like, but I, I wish, like, uh, I wish it didn't end the way it did. I, w- I wanted more. You know, I mean, it left you wanting more. Um, the parts where they always go, they went on that school trip at the end after that he got accused of stealing. Yes, like all the kids' money was the best ever. Like, because there's that love interest between um, God, what is his name? The little nerdy kid. Oh yeah, um, I cannot remember his name. It's been many years since I've watched shows. I don't remember any names. Um, there's that love interest between that little nerdy kid that. Between him and the the girl that always bullied him, beat him up, like made him undress nakedly, beat him up, leaves bruises on him, and took pictures of him naked just to humiliate him. And it was like the whole entire time, it's like that bitch. You want to just like you want Onizuka just to like to destroy her, like fully and everything. And then like at the end, it's like they do this weird kind of twist love angle between those two. And it's just like, it hits you really hard. It's like, oh, it's so cute. But you also hate her at the same time because he had to go through so much horrible stuff just to get to that point. It's like, he he tried killing himself like three times. So no, it's what like, a failure. Well, he didn't, not for lack of trying. Onizuka <laughs> was there every time trying to stop him. It's like, it's like twice he was like, he's falling from the roof of the school and Onizuka goes like, that kid, I'm going to kill him. And he jumps up and he he jumps on the vice principal's Corsica. And it's like, oh, my my Kreska, my Kreska. Like the, the, the weird, sick, like sexual tension between like the school principal and his car was so weird that you loved it to death. Because he's out there waxing it and touching it. And it was like... Oh, it's like my manhood will come back if my wife and my daughter see me in this beautiful Kreska. I'm gonna finger. <laughs> I'm gonna finger his gas hole. <laughs> it was uh. so awesome. And then uh, I watched. I, I didn't want to watch this anime because I get really bored of like boob anime. It's like I, I watch anime for the stories. I love anime, like romantic anime, because those have the best stories. Typically. Sometimes I don't know. It frustrates me though, because after a while you watch enough of those, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, you, you I'm get tired of tired like of... the pussy guy and the girl who doesn't want to like say what she wants to say. It's like Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. It, it does get boring after a while, but those usually have the best character development. And the one I watched that I didn't really want to was Sekirei. Oh, God. And I, I, I classify it as this. It's basically Pokemon with boobs. <laughs> like, oh, every Sekirei has a different power, like a different element type, and they have huge boobs. Yep. And it's just so... I don't know. It's not stupid, but... No, it's stupid. You just get so sick and tired of like the pretty much the same plot lines. Like, oh, look. More boobs. Bat- battling boobs. Naked body parts. It's like brief hopes of nudity and sex. It's like, come on. This if I show... Wanted to, the show sold. Yeah, if I and if I wanted really to watch well. that, I could watch regular porn. Exactly. So. And then I watched Psychopaths. Yes. Um, How far did you get? I watched... Let's see what episode I'm in. I got up to episode 18. Nice, you're getting there. It's a good show. Yeah, it, it, it was really slow in the beginning. Yeah, it was. It, it started getting good around episode 7 or 8. Um, a little interest drop here and there, but then, like the first the first six episodes are just so slow, and you just want to like gouge your eyes out with a spoon. It's like this is so boring. I am so lonely. I need a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and then I want that was I watched that on the the recommendation of you and Zach. Oh, there you go. Um, I watched also Requiem uh, for Phantom. Oh, another good show. That was another slow show in the beginning. That I, I hated that because it was so slow. And I even like stopped watching it for a while. And then I finally sat through and I was like, oh, this show's amazing. Yeah, it was really slow in the beginning, but then it got really good at the end. Mm-hmm. The ending had an awesome ending. Oh, I know. I'll never forget that ending. Ugh, it just, I wanted more. Yes. You know, I, Thank you. Was, that's the biggest problem with anime. It's like the ones that really deserve more, never get more. But the ones that you don't want to ever see again get so much more. It's, it's like, four more no. seasons. It's like uh, Dragon Ball all over again. <laughs> yes. Um, I haven't been watching a ton. I uh, finished up uh, Flowers of Evil. I have not w- started that. I've been oh, holding off. Amazing show. But if you talk about slow, this is slow. Like slug covered in salt slow or it can be there's shots where there's five minutes of them just walking around so, so it's a walking anime it is it's, it's, it's the uh, how to do a walking animation so it's it's like kids on a slope <clears throat> but less boring um no it's not like it's a slope boring. at all it's it does a really good job of building up tension mm-hmm. and and uh desire and stuff like Something will happen in the show. Like something always happens, but then they leave you wanting more. Even though that episode like might have been slow going, it still goes by really quick. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a very unique how they they build up drama and build up like to the next big thing. Um, and very good character creation. Well, so, I, I felt the same way with. Uh, I don't want to say. I want to say, <clears throat> for wanting more out of an anime, I want to say it was a Rekka 7. Yes. Like, I I wanted so much more out of that ending. Like, the ending was great because you're building up through 50 episodes. Like, Will Renton and Rekka get together and... Then she turns into a butterfly. 
Yeah, like they finally, <laughs> well, they finally kiss. You know, I mean, that was the pitiful moment. You know, I mean, there's so many moments where they got close to kissing. And at the end, they finally kiss, and it's like the end of the anime. It's like, oh my god, there's a cute ending, but I want to see what happens afterwards. You know, I mean, I want to see how, like, the government got dismantled and mm-hmm. how they handled the scub coral afterwards. Mm-hmm. But then they did um, that movie, uh, Goodnight Sweet Child or Goodnight Sweet Moon, or yeah, what was the something. name? Goodnight Sweet Something. And then they also have a second season. Um, no, they have the OA, or the... Yeah, AO. The AO, uh, basically after what happened. Basically when, um, Renton and Rekka are older and they have their own kids. <laughs> As if Rekka didn't have enough already. Well, yeah. She, she, she basically adopted every, like, war, war-torn child she could find. There you go. But it, it was her way of dealing with her demons of killing all their parents. Basically, when she was controlled by the uh, the government. Spoilers. Oh, spoiler! The anime's been out for what? How long now? I don't know enough. Almost like a decade. Yeah. I also <laughs> finished up uh, the Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat. You know, I... for for a show that stopped, well, it started off really well, dipped, and almost to the point of like, why the fuck am I still watching this? They did a really good job of wrapping up the show with something enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for a review for both those. And then um, I watched one of the first shows I've got, Service X Servant. It literally just started simulcasting this week. And it's like The Office, if The Office were an anime. Oh my god. It's I, awesome. I couldn't stand the Office. Oh, I loved it. Like, I, I tried and I tried. The only one I could try to get into was the British version of The Office. <laughs> that was good, too. Like, I like that version better than, than the American version. Come on, Dwight is a win. I, I couldn't stand him. I couldn't even stand... <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? I feel like I'm just passing time. I could read a book and feel more intelligent. <laughs> uh, it's about a show about three... Uh, students who just got out of college and they're working for in a ward that's not named but they're working as civil servants <laughs> so it's pretty funny uh, it's pretty funny you ever notice that's a trend in anime they're either working as civil servants or a yeah, restaurant or, cl- or class aides or like something to help someone more important than themselves <laughs> well this is pretty funny is one of the characters is named Lucy Mm-hmm. But her real name is like 19 names. And she's like, I joined the civil service because I want revenge. And she's like, some jackass decided, hey, my parents chose names from everybody else instead of just picking one for me. And they chose like nine different names. And they gave this, you know, this birth certificate to the, you know, the person. And they said, sure, why not? You can have nine names. So she's angry over that. So they just call her Lucy, abbreviated in her last name. <laughs> if you have nine names, that means you can have nine different disguises. Exactly. It's like, why don't they capitalize on that? I also have got, uh, downloaded the second season of Genshiken. Um, I am very, very excited because I love Genshiken. Genshiken. Yes, it is a show about uh, a college 
a college uh, club of basically anime nerds, and they like talk anime and go to Comicat and do nerd things, and it's awesome. wow, it's like real life <laughs> a little bit. But there's like one guy who's super good looking, and he's got a girlfriend, and they talk about like stuff. It's just a good show. I I don't want to ruin it. If you, if you haven't seen Genshin, go check it out. It's a good show. I'm I I am. Uh... Checking it out right now. There's also a show called Genshiken 2, which is, I guess is like technically not a second season, apparently, according to this. Because now gonna, it's a second season. I'm going to kill my cat. He's over here, like, trying to mess with my computer. <laughs> it's like, um, go away. No one likes you. I'll pet you later. <laughs> He's just like, meow. He's like stuffing all over my cords. It's like, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> go away. <laughs> my cat does the same thing. He'll grab on the microphone while recording. Ah, but yeah, so let's get into the news, because we got an ass ton. Ton news. Woohoo! Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. Thank you, Anime News Network. Alright, so we have a ton, ton, ton of news because of uh, Anime Expo. Oh, Yeah. That's coming up around the corner, isn't it? No, it's happening now. Holy crap. Yes. So, uh, this is all in no particular order, so don't be like, oh, man. Or if I forgot something, don't shoot me. No, don't worry about it. I probably, quick. I don't know anything. <laughs> You're yeah, more yeah. informed than I am. And I'm going to be quick, because we got, like, about 14 stories. Sweet. So, uh, the, the production IG had... Has already said that the second season of Psycho Pass is already in development, so no surprise there. Um, has, has there been any talk about uh, high, high School of the Dead season two? Not that I know of yet. God, what are they going to get off the pot and like make that second season when they feel like? I'm going to so, be like thirty, and it gets it's going to be made. Uh, let's see. Confirmed in March that it will... Uh, okay. Okay, so Funimation is releasing this in Mar- in spring of 2014 on Blu-ray. So, uh, I am definitely going to buy it. What is the season two of uh, High School no, of the Dead? No, 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 no. Uh, season one of uh, uh, Psycho Pass. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just saw something on here that p- piqued my interest. Uh, Dark Horse Manga. I wonder if it's the same, uh, the comic book uh, company, Dark Horse. Yes, it is. They they do manga books? Yes. I never knew that. they've always done. Huh. That's what got them, that's what got them started. Oh. See, this is how, how well informed I am. I'm horrible. But uh, I, I know Dark Horse for uh, a couple things that are coming out soon, especially in movies. Uh, Dark Horse is doing the RIPD film based off their comic book that well, they did them? back in the 90s. Ah. The only th- the only problem is it with though it has Ryan Reynolds playing one of the leads. <laughs> yeah, it's in the trailer. Yeah, it's it's a good comic book. There uh, there's the original comic book and then there was the re- the five-part remake that they did in the 90s and I'm surprised they actually even thought about it cuz I haven't thought of the RIPD comic in years. But anyway, going back to you, sorry. I, I no, butted it with good. my uh, two cents about Dark Horse. Yes, there you go. Sometimes Filmworks licenses Fate... Fate... Cl- Clyde? Liner... 
What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> My specialness is rubbing off on you. Yeah, apparently the it reimagines this is the Fate Stay Night uh, as an, in an alternative universe as a magical girl. Okay. No. Uh, Niz America licenses uh, Dangan Rampa Ramga. Never heard of it. Uh, Demon Gaze Games in the West. Uh, so if you're a uh, you know a fan of gaming. Uh, you know, Nisa, other than anime, you know, started life as a gaming company. <laughs> so, check that shit out. Do they have any animes based off of, like, people working in the gaming industry? They probably do. I can't think of any, but they probably do. That would be cool to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I just have so much ambition to make my own video game or video game company. I'd rather just watch an anime about it yes. and call it good. Well, I don't know. Welcome to the NHK. Welcome to the NHK. Not necessarily about making video games, but he lies about it. You've not seen Welcome to the NHK? No, I haven't. Oh, another must-see anime. In, oh. in English. It's very well done in English. Okay, I'm bookmarking it now, and then I'll watch it later. Yeah. Another must-watch. Sometimes Filmworks adds Fantasia doll anime. Fighting dolls in a sci-fi anime to be streamed on Crunchyroll. Wait a minute, the same Fantasia that Disney did? No. Okay. Uh, no. No? <laughs> so it's not going to have dancing hippos no, and crocodiles? No, no dancing brooms. And... Uh, Sentai basically said they're going to be... Oh, oh that's it, dog. Hold on. Yeah. Dogs are barking. Hey, quiet. Quiet, you. <laughs> He's like, screw you. <laughs> I hate that dog. Like, he'll see me. Like, in the middle of the night, I'll get up to use the bathroom or get something to eat. And he'll see me. He knows it's me. But he'll bark so loud, he'll wake up the whole house. Ah. Just to be a dick. <laughs> it's a dog. Uh, Sometimes Filmworks licenses Rosalind Maiden. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's German. They released another, licensing another Rose and Maiden show. Uh, it's currently streaming on Crunchyroll, so uh, if you're watching it now, you're probably like, yeah, that stuff. Great. Sweet. I love Crunchyroll. Like, yes. I love watching it on my phone. Yes. I will lay in bed and watch an episode or two before going to bed. Like, I've been watching, uh, what was it? Uh, Attack on Titan. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what to say about that show. Yeah, it's, it's only halfway done. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Cause like I start, I've watched it to season or episode six. Oh, you got ways to go then. And I know, I know, I've been behind, but it's just like I'm so confused. Like I need a lifeline. <laughs> it gets, <laughs> I mean, it gets like, better. What things, am I watching? Yeah, things things get more uh, streamlined. There's not so much information thrown at you in the later shows. <laughs> Back to the news. Jask USA licenses a Steins Gates visual novel for North America. This is going to do awesome, I guarantee it. Well, Stein Gate, the anime, was yes, really very, good. Very, very popular. Yeah, I gave it a 10, and uh, it's very popular. And, uh, I mean, the visual novel is going to be even more amazing. I cannot wait for that. Actually, um, when is it set to come out? Uh, dun, 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 dun. reading it here. Fuck 
few robots notes. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Sadness. Now I have to but find still, it. Still, I wouldn't think it would take that long. But well, it could because they say Jazz confirms that the Steinsgate will have the original voice. Uh, they all have the original voices. Well, okay. So that just maybe means the Japanese version then. So I wouldn't think. No it. confirming on the dub though. Well, they probably wouldn't dub it. It's a game. I don't well, dub it. If it's gonna like, I highly doubt it'll release to the U.S. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. This is for the release to the U.S. Then why wouldn't they do the dub uh, voices? It's because, I mean, like, seriously, though, if you were to tell people, hey, there's a Steins Gate game coming out, would you buy it? There'd be a small payable of, like, yeah, sure, why not? But other people, I, I don't think yeah, the money worth dubbing it is there, to be honest. Well, if it's going to be novel. released in the U.S. and you want people to buy it, it makes sense to dub it because not a lot of people... We'll go like, oh, what's this game? Oh, it's all in Japanese with subtitles. What's the point of this game? I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, true. I mean, I can I can make a case for both, but I, I really think they're going to take the not necessarily it's not, I'm not saying the cheap way out, but the most cost effective way. But you never know. You never know. True. I still think. Uh, so, would you buy it though? Um. I would have to see what studio is doing it, like what graphic arts. And oh no, like, no, no! The game's already made. Oh, is it? You can go, you can go download an illegal copy from a torrent or somewhere else. The is game's it, been out is since it PC only, or is it PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, they did create an Xbox 360 version. Huh. I'll have to Netflix or it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a visual novel. Well, I don't think they're putting it on Xbox 360. Oh, okay. They're gonna probably just release it on PC. All right, I'll have to look it up for PC then. Uh, Viz Media ads, Gargantia, Blood Lad, uh, so Neon Alley, uh, also comes to the PC, well, about time, that makes smart sense. Neon Alley, Neon, I think I've watched that. Neon Alley is Viz Media's, um, answer to Crunchyroll, per se, or maybe more along the lines of the Funimation channel? Oh, it's like a stream streaming service, it's a, right? Only right now, well, until they have the PC version now, it was a PS3 only streaming service, but they still kind of didn't, if I understand it correctly, they still only air certain anime at certain times. Like, you can't, I don't believe it's a video on demand type thing. So it's, oh, still structured so it's basically like a normal. where you can get, like, the newest Naruto Shippuden or the newest Bleach or the newest uh, episode, but only airs at a certain specific time. Yeah, let's take a look here. Because I know Anime Freak, you can go on there and watch previous episodes plus the newest one that came well, out. Well, that that's week. an illegal streaming site, though. Well, I know, but... Yeah, here we go. So, their schedule for today, for example, at 12 a.m. midnight, Tiger and Bunny. And then it's Inuasha, then it's Blue Exorcist, and then it's Fate Zero, then it's Excel World, then it's... Naru Rise of the Clan and then Zeta Man. So and that is just for you know six hours. Oh here oh, shit, there's more. Uh Naruto Shippuden, Bleach, Blue Exorcist, Fate Zero, more Excel World, more Nara. <laughs> so it's basically well, they're like... all the same episodes basically rehashed 
over and over and over again. So it's basically what Toonami wants to be. <laughs> Kinda, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think it's smart to, uh, you know, put them as times. But I can also see, like, if someone wants to just throw something on, mm. you've got one, you've got six, well, it eight, seems like eight a, or a, nine hours worth of anime. Seems like a great service to have if you're bored and you just want something as background noise, or if you're not really going to yeah. follow it and you've seen it a billion times before. Exactly. Um, like, and you're doing something else, say you're editing something, or you're doing a homework or something else. You know, I mean, just want to throw it on as background noise. That's what I do all the time when I'm like playing or editing videos for our YouTube channel. Like, we will, I will throw on like, uh, Naruto, the original Naruto, or I'll throw on um, the original, like the early episodes of Bleach or uh, Dragon Ball Z. I will throw on something that I've seen a billion times that I know what's going on when they're talking, and it doesn't, like, it's just background noise. It's static. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. So, I mean, like you said, uh, that's probably a good reason why, too. So, I mean, uh, it seems pretty neat. Well, I'm going to definitely check it out now it's on PC, but. Uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's that. Sweet. Now, um, you're done with uh, anime news, right? Uh, about six more things. Okay. I'm just trying to be quick because uh, well, there's a lot here. Since the works licenses dog and scissors anime, just uh, oddly titled show, absurd mystery comedy series currently streaming on Crunchyroll. I think it just started airing this season. Uh, basically, so they read it from Gonzo, so that's interesting. Uh, the company tends to release a 12-episode series and home video in 2014. The absurd comedy series centers around Kazutio Harumi, a high school boy who is obsession with reading books one day, well, with books, period. One day he is killed in the middle of a robbery. Well, that sucks to be him. That sounds a lot like, uh... Yu Yu Hakusho. No, oh, it gets even better. And is resurrected as a a Deutsch Hound dog. <laughs> Unable to read in his new form, the hapless Kazuto now belongs to Kurumi Hime. No, whatever, some girl. It's a distant novelist who uses scissors on Kazuto to abuse him. Well, that sounds horrible. How's that, that a comedy? Like a weird, like. Like almost bestiality ish. No, it's not bestiality. Like, it's called S and M anti. No, not child. I mean, it's called uh, uh, animal abuse. It's called the PETA hates us anime. <laughs> oh, the AS the NA, uh, what is it called? The ASPCA would yes, like have a field horrible. day. Like oh god, I don't know. But it's an absurd mystery comedy show about animal abuse, animal cruelty. <laughs> like uh, God. What was that one show I keep trying to get you guys to watch, but you'll never watch it? Oh, yeah, Why? Black Butler. Hell no, fuck that shit. Come on, Why it's not that is bad. a girl holding an AK-47, a sniper rifle, a Glock 9? What the fuck show is this? Sometimes Filmwork adds Stella Woman's Academy. Hi- this is the whole fucking title. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, and High School Division Class 3. Or C th- class C three, okay. Uh, let's see here. 
So, the series adapts Imiko, some fucking manga. And the manga, Yura Yamato, has just arrived at high school division of Sheila's Girls Academy. Or sorry, Stella's. Stella's Girls Academy. Stella's <laughs> Girls Academy. Academy. When Sonora cuts, invites her to join the club called C3. Sonora is a third year student and who becomes the new head of the club for survival games. Okay. The other members include two second-year students, part Japanese, Kirela, and a 636K wielding a gun. What the fuck? These other new students... Who gives a fuck? They run a sweet shop. Uh, What's the fucking point? That sounds There's really, girls really confusing. <laughs> These girls in the promo, like one girl is like, I think they're retarded. Another has like an AK-47. Oh, what the fuck? What was the name of that one anime? Uh, Sniper Ch- Girl or like... Uh, you're, a- yeah, you're thinking gir- Gunslinger Girl. Yeah, Gunslinger Girl. That sounds a lot like Gunslinger Girl. I don't know what this is. <laughs> no, this is... That was the... Yeah, that was the show. Stella Woman's Academy High School Division Class C3. That was the entire fucking title. It just started airing on Thursday. Seriously? I I think I need to watch that. It's on Crunchyroll. Alright, Stella... Stella... What? Ah, who gives a shit? Go on, on, go on Crunchyroll and type in Stella. I'm I'm interested now. Oh, man. You stumbled through it so so awesome. Stella Woman's Academy. No, only if I could spell. Yes. God damn, I wish I paid attention in English class. If Zach were here, he'd be happy to hear this. Aniplex USA is going to release a Fate, Z- uh, Fate Zero on Blu-ray with a dub. He may or may not care about the dub, but I know he really likes that show. What, Steins Gate? No, uh, Fate Stay. Fate's- Fate Stay Zero. I I tried watching the 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 first couple episodes of that. I could never get into it for some reason. Like I have it downloaded, but I just for some odd reason I whenever I look at it I go like just stay away from it. Just stay away from it. Yeah, same here. I tried watching the first uh, Fate's Day night, and I just like what the fuck am I watching? I didn't give it a fair shot either though. Funimation adds Hell Zero Zero Nine re cyborg films. So if you cared about the Zero Zero Nine anime, you'll care about the. Movies, I guess. Niz America adds Hanako, uh, Hansaku Aurora, or Aurora film, and the Genshin second season anime. Fuck you. Yeah. So, <laughs> that show that I want to watch, that I've been meaning to watch for a while, that I've yet to watch, I'm gonna watch, has been licensed to the movie, and the Genshin second season. Uh, you know, here's the thing though about Niz America. Every goddamn show, they go overboard with the fucking packaging. They always release a special edition, which has a very nice, thick cardboard box and typically a nice book of, like, character art and, like, show synopsis and episode synopsis and just really nice things. But, like, Genshiken doesn't need it. You know, 
well, they just released they do, the game. They so. do go a little bit overboard on on like something so small and singular that they just package the crap out of. Well, and then they always break it up. It's always like seventy dollars for the one freaking half of the season, and then it's another seventy for the second half. Well, that's that's the problem I had when I jumped back into anime when I was in college. I I started watching Rekka Seven when it first started airing. And I tried to find it on DVD, like the complete box set. It was like a couple years after it was completely aired, and it's already been out there, and it was dubbed. Yeah, it's, I, tr- I think it's out of license, actually. It is now. But um, I tried to find it for almost three years in a complete bundle package, and all I could find was like maybe 12 episodes with like a special package with a T-shirt in it. And I got so pissed off, I couldn't find it. And then one Black Friday, I was walking through FYE with my buddy Matt, who like also is a big anime advocate. Um, he go, I go like, man, I wish I could find this series in a complete boxer's, collector set. And he goes over, and he finds it in like two seconds. I was so pissed. I go like, how the fuck did you find this? I've been looking all over the internet for it. And I should have why is there an it. FYE that's still open? <laughs> yeah, it's like he found it. It wasn't a complete box set, but it was basically two box sets, like the first 25 episodes and the last 25 episodes all together. And Sweet. it ended up costing me almost 250. Holy shit. Yeah. We say dedicated. Well, the thing is I I really wanted it and Oh no, I hear you. I, I I just go like you know what I told him it's like if you find it I'll buy it today and he found it and I was a man of my word dropped yeah. two hundred fifty bucks I hate you dogs I hey swear dog God. stop hating on that Arca Seven the dog is like fuck our Arca Seven um, there's no one there lay down <laughs> the last bit of news which I was really surprised and this is kind of really cool. And another reason why I want to go to fucking Oticon, not exclusively for this, but this proves how badass Oticon is. Oticon to host or Emo 2 finales premiere with creator and director. So this is airing before it even... Uh, they're showing this in America before Japan. Um, so the creator and the uh, director of the anime are going to attend on August 9th showing the last three episodes uh, of the show. These are episodes that have yet to air for one reason or another. They just they aren't part of the normal you know, airing of it. Because mm-hmm. now the Ori Emo itself is... Ori Emo Season 2 is done with. Um, so, you, talk, you talk about Ori Emo a lot. Because uh, oh. Zach's been watching it. Like, I, I, I've never even bothered to look it up. <laughs> it's it's something. It's popular, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to probably finish it up here probably this week just so I can get it out of the way. Because I watched season one, so I might as well watch season two. Well, there's one anime I keep trying to get you and you and Zach to watch. Um, it was originally, it's called Karas. It's an o- OAVA. Oh, yes. Um, it was a six-episode series that collapsed into a full-length feature film. And they got a bunch of awards for doing, like, these insane graphic, uh, like, fight scenes. Mm-hmm. That it was just beautiful. Like, I found, I was at FYE one day when I was going to college, and I saw it sitting on the shelf, and I bought it, and it was just amazing. And I go, like, wow, oh, why, why isn't there more? Because I never knew it was an actual anime series. I thought it was just a movie. 
and then they did uh, Karas, uh, pro- like they did Karas Prophecy, and then they did Karas. Uh, what is it called? My internet work faster. Uh, Revelation. Oh yes. And I think the animation in that is amazing. Like the fight scenes, I'd never seen animation work like that before. Like, if you just watch the fight scenes alone, they go from, like, 2D graphics to, like, almost, like, a 3D-ish type deal, and then they jump right back into the same, in the same frame. It's just insane. Cool. But you should totally watch it if you haven't watched it. Yeah, maybe we'll check it out. should totally watch it. I should check it out, then. I highly recommend. I will add to the list. Yes, add it to the long list of... Yes. Of stuff that will be eventually watched. Yes. All three final episodes will be screened on a high-definition screen with 1,700 seats at Oticons. Holy damn. On August 9th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Japanese Chiba-Rid premiere will then be held on anime's local uh, at Chiba City on August 17th, so... You know, quite a few days in between. Um, oh, and this is a shitty thing. With tickets randomly drawn. So, it's like, fuck you. Um, and then it will stream worldwide on Crunchyroll on August 31st. Hmm. So, that, I thought that was really neat. That's got to be huge for uh, the Otakon staff. I mean, think of like, hey, I don't want to go to Otakon this year. And then how many people are like, holy shit, I'm going to Otakon. If you're a fan of Ori Emo. Mm-hmm. You know, so. well, like the the thing is, I can never go to like big anime conventions. Like, uh, you, what's it called? The one that you just said, Anime uh, Expo, Otakon. Yeah, I, the only one I can go to is Yumacon in Detroit, and it's like October thirty first to the third this year mm-hmm. at the Kobo Hall and Renaissance Center. Like, I I, I usually go there. Uh, pretty religiously. I haven't gotten to go in the past year, but it's been basically taken over by cosplay girls, which is not bad, but... <laughs> well, no, because like, now we're the creepy old man. Well, I'm not old yet. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm 25. Going to be 26. I'm not old yet. Eh, get off my lawn, you kids. Eh. God. Come <laughs> on. I'm not that old. There you go. But, uh, you're, you're never too old to watch anime. No, ever. I'm not saying that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to go to Otakon. Um, I'm not big on people. Like I, I'm not big on people. Mm-hmm. But um, like just for the fact of like the types of uh, what do you call them? Panels and stuff, and then stuff like this. You can watch the final three episodes of a show before anybody else. Pretty awesome. Oh, it's a good way if you're like a die-hard fan, you can watch it ahead of time. You know, you could see it. But I, I don't know. I've never had that inkling to where like, oh, I gotta be like ahead of everybody and see it first. No, that's true. That's true. But I mean, if you were a die-hard, I, I just, just think of uh, when you're into gaming. Let's say that you got a chance to play a game three weeks in advance. Of it being released in America, you know, being released on shelves or something. Oh, um, good example. Last year, RTX, which Steve right now is at RTX in Austin, Texas, 
um, we got to be the first ones to ev- like the first convention mm-hmm. to play Halo Four, hmm. and it was a blast. Like it was amazing. Everyone was so like upset that we were the first ones to play Halo Four, and they were also supposed to have Assassin's Creed Three, but they that fell through with their uh, exhibitors. So. Um, that was like the first instance I've ever gotten to play something way ahead of everybody else before it even hit shelves. I hear you. But yeah, same thing. But, um, definitely I thought it was pretty awesome though. I mean, like, how cool for, even, and it just shows like, the anime companies are like, holy shit, you know, uh, you know, everyone's always thought like, oh, anime companies don't give a fuck about America, and you know, we're just, Icing on the cake in terms of money, you know. Everyone always says, "Well, the anime isn't made for Americans; it's made for Japanese." And you know, they only care about if it sells in Japan more than that, that's not true. You know, what I mean, like that has changed drastically in the past, eh. the past decade. You know, what I mean, a good past decade. Uh, I, the birth with of American anime. Oh, dude, the birth of American anime is dead. The the point of Oh, it's something cool. Everyone likes it. That was two thousand one. Yeah, I know that was the bur- like with Cowboy Bebop and, and Pokemon. And Pokemon, like that's when it first like blossomed to everyone's attention was Pokemon because there was this huge craze of these people playing this card game, and kids would get into fights on the playground over like, oh, he t- he cheated me out of my Charizard or my uh... <laughs> my. Uh... <laughs> my Bulbasaur. <laughs> I'll kill you, you bastard. It's no. like, he cheated me, and then they get on like a fight and get kicked out of school because they've like, gotten a fist fight over Pokemon cards. Why are you in jail? Fucked up a kid for Bulbasaur. <laughs> I stabbed a kid for my Bulbasaur. Took, uh, he took, he took my magic carp. There you go. Um, so you wanted to review Planetus? Yeah, Planetus. Good. The floor's all uh, yours. Basically, the, the, the plot summary of this is Hajimaki Hiroshino is a garbage man in space. Together with his friends Yuri, Fee, Tanabe, he collects everything from satellites to screws that has, has the power at high speeds to punch large holes in innocent spaceships. But Hajimaki dreams of owning his own spaceship one day. The opportunity to earn a lot of money to become a part of a crew for... The first man trip to Jupiter, but in his way are armed terrorists and his own dark side, even the Grim Reaper. Like it reads very, very, very sinister and scary, but it's really, it's a really cute, quirky, funny anime. Because when, when uh, Tanabe is like a new one to. Uh, the interplanetary uh, space debris company. They basically handle anything from commercial flights to new OV, new uh, uh, spacesuits to anything uh, space related. Okay, and she gets hired in to go to debris section, and basically they go around collecting uh, space junk that's been left behind by uh, satellites. Uh, ships going in a retrograde orbit, you know how they drop certain parts of the ship when they uh, fly up into space, like mm-hmm. they get rid of like the two the A and B boosters yeah. and the main booster. And 
these the space junk basically interferes with normal space travel from the moon from mar like from mars to the moon like a small like screw can hit like a spaceship and cause it catastrophic failure killing all the people in that in that uh commercial spacecraft so their job is to go around picking it up and Tanabe gets hired in as debris section and everyone calls it half section because basically no one takes debris section seriously. It's basically there as a joke because in order for every uh, huge company to be able to compete and be in the the space ferrying business, you have to have a debris section to pick up debris to help keep space safe. So Tanabe goes into the goes into half section. And, like, it's basically this bunch of, like, this ragtag group of clowns. Like, one, like, takes care of all the, uh, Yuri takes care of all the, uh, people's animals on the space station. Like, anywhere from dogs to hamsters to sea cucumbers. And he's, he's pretty funny. I like him. Like, his, his story develops a lot more throughout the anime. And, uh, then there's the chief and the, uh, the the vice the vice manager basically he he thinks he's like they don't really have a a title for him but he gives himself the the title of vice manager like vice president almost so he feels important and uh <laughs> those two are complete clowns the vice manager does card tricks and like uh what do they call it uh magician type tricks all the time and fee she smokes, so you can't smoke in space unless it's in a ventilated area. So she has this like weird capsule that she sits, she sits in and sm- smokes cigarettes. And it's funny as hell because there's an episode where like these space terrorists keep putting bombs in all the smoking centers. So the uh, company's idea to eliminate this problem is to get rid of all the smoking centers. Mm-hmm. And she goes completely batshit crazy because she cannot smoke a cigarette. So she drives a lunar rover halfway across the moon to another area just to smoke a cigarette. And as soon as she's about to light up the cigarette, she realizes there's a bomb in the smoking area. And she barely gets out of there alive. And she goes like, this is bullshit. She like freaks the hell out. It's just, ah, that story was like priceless. I was crying laughing. But anyway, this the story between Tanabe and Hajimaki develops. They when they first meet, she thinks he's a complete joke because he walks in with like half a spacesuit on, just the top half, and him wearing just a diaper. And she goes like, "Put some pants on." It's like I am wearing something. It's like that could be considered sexual harassment. And like the chief and the the. the chief manager, like the vice president manager, freaks out. It's like, oh, please don't turn us in for sexual harassment, and they start bowing and stuff like that. It's funny as hell. And uh, so, but over a while, like, this relationship forms, like, between Hajimaki and uh, Tanabe, and then eventually they start falling in love with each other. It's basically, like, they hate each other at first, where they want to rip each other's heads off, but then, like, they slowly start to realize what the other one's about, and they start to f- secretly fall in love with each other, when, like, t- like her friend is in love with, uh, 
his friend. Like, there's two friend, like, other characters. Like, I can't remember their names, but like, Hajimaki's friend is in love with Tanabe, and then Tanabe's friend is in love with Hajimaki's friend. But they, Tanabe is su- somewhat seeing Hajimaki's friend, and Hajimaki is somewhat interested in Tanabe's friend. It's like a weird love triangle that goes back and forth, and eventually it comes to full like together. And it, basically, he almost com- he has a life or death situation where he almost dies in space, and he thinks it's because he got let himself get too distracted over Tanabe. So there's a huge undertaking with the first space flight to Jupiter and his way of getting his mind right. So he can still have his dream of having a spaceship, uh, someday be his own captain is to go on this space flight to Jupiter and leave all his friends behind and not, care anymore. He basically shuts himself off from everybody. And his sensei that taught him everything about OVA uh, space f- suits and like working out in space goes basically starts telling him it's like there's no point in going off and being an astronaut if you don't have a home port to come home to. Because after so many years, it's a it's a hazard for all these space astronauts to get uh, cancer due to radiation sickness because it's just a it's it's just a natural working hazard. If you work out in space for like thirty plus years, the co- like radiation from space and stuff like that will eventually give you cancer. Uh, it's 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 a beautiful, touching story. It starts off kind of slow and Tanabe is really self-righteous like like they find a uh, space astronaut uh, buried in space and they contact the family to see if they want the body to come back home to be buried on earth and the the daughter goes like no just leave him out in space and then she gets all self-righteous and like basically it's this 15 minute long speech about oh it's like you should like take care of your uh, your family members and blah, 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 blah. And, like, it was just... You get sick and tired of her preaching after a while, but eventually you start to love them. Like, it, it gives you, like, little giddy moments where you just want to go, like, oh, I went to... It's so cute and beautiful. But anyway. So, like, uh, did you watch dubbed or sub? I watched it subbed first, and then I watched it dubbed. Um, there's not a big difference between the two. Um, it, I actually preferred the dub because the voice actors are really good. Um, they weren't boring, and I think a couple of them. Uh, the uh, was it the head, the head section chief? I think he he plays Chet from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, okay. Um, and there's the one movies. other character that's from a pr- another anime that's w- really well known. Um, God, I knew this like a while ago because I looked it all up because I was watching it late one night and I go like, that voice sounds really familiar. And I looked it all up, but I, now I can't even remember it. Yeah, well, dubs always usually typically have uh, common people. 
And that's when I got into the whole entire, like, I was searching uh, Cowboy Bebop voice actors, and on the IMDB page, you can actually contact uh, the voice actor for Spike, his ma- his uh, actual, his manager. <laughs> like, his voice acting manager. And that's why I go, like, oh, that's when I brought it to you. It's like, I wonder what the going price is for... Uh, God, what's his name? Who, who plays the voice of Cowboy Bebop? Uh, I can't remember. Off the top of my head. I know who you're talking about, though. What is his name? Steve Blum. Yeah, there we go. Like, I, I go, like, I was asking you, it's like, what do you think the, the going price for Steve Blum's voice is for anime? 50 bucks. 50 bucks? An hour. An hour? That cheap? I think so. I mean, he's a voice actor. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, you think they'd get paid a little more. Especially Steve Blum, because he's done a lot of shows. Like, not just anime. Um, he's done, like, Disney's Lilo and Stitch. Uh, he's done uh, The Last of Us video game. Just a, the, a recent video game. He's done Bioshock Infinite. Like, a lot of video games. Like, a lot of anime uh, voice actors, well, especially the English more, though, friends. He probably makes more on the video game side than he does the anime side. Well, true. But his earlier work, I want to say... What was it? When did he first start? 1981. Which he did Kido Sensei Gidmu. Um, basically, his earlier work all the way through the 90s. Um, to t- early 2000s, it was all anime. And then once he started getting into the later 90s and through the 2000s, he started doing a lot, and I mean a lot, of video games. Like, there's so many hit titles on here, it's just insane. Oh, yeah, but I mean... Um, so, like, what would you... Um, like? I never watched it because it looked kind of odd. So it's a comedy... It's a comedy slash uh, drama slash science fiction adventure romance. It's basically everything thrown into one. But it all balances itself really, really well. Um, there's serious moments, but each episode is broken up by like a little bit of funny comedy. Like when Tanabe like, gets her first place on the moon like her own apartment, the section chief rents her this place, and Hajimaki is walking her to her new place, and it looks kind of scary and run down. Mm-hmm. And her, she finds out in the next room next to her, there's like eight people living in that room, and they're all like, they're all white guys, but are white people, but they want, they're all ninjas. They're all pretending to be ninjas. Like they try to attack Tanabe and Hajimaki, and it's so funny as hell. And, like, then they, like, these terrorists show up and they try to bomb or, like, hold hostage this, like, really richy, rich guy's mm-hmm. uh, daughter's hostage. And they all break in and they, like, they're all pretending to be ninjas and they all, like, rescue her in the most ridiculous way possible. <laughs> and when they're jumping off the top of the building, they make this makeshift, like, parachute. And since gravity is different on the moon than it is on Earth, they land safely, but the landing, like, is still heavier on your body. 
So they ended up like breaking their legs and like their ankles, and they're all in the hospital together in the same room. And like Hajimaki and like Tanabe are all going insane because these guys will not shut up about being ninjas. Hmm. And it's just, it's goofy and funny as hell. It's it. I highly recommend it. Like I I started watching it because I'm a big sci-fi fan, and I go like, oh, this is new. I've never seen like a an anime take it from this standpoint of space. You know what I mean? You always see it as in, like, either they're a uh, space pirate or a space policeman or bounty hunter. You know what I mean? But they never take it from the standpoint of, like, Earth still in its infancy of traveling through space. Yeah, we've made it to the moon and Mars, but they haven't even reached Jupiter yet. Gotcha. So I, I thought it was interesting. You know what I mean? It's it's a I liked it. I don't know. It's I highly recommend. All right. Well, that was uh definitely interesting. Sounds interesting. I I definitely check it out. I've heard it's really good, but um you know, just I don't know the name and just I don't know. Uh, I think it was it's very underrated. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of people heard about it. Basically, I only f- found out about it because I googled like anime, like deep space anime. I googled that and like it came up with a list. And then I went to Anime News Network and I looked up all the synopsises for each one they gave me. And a lot of them I've seen like uh, what's it called? Uh, Lone, not Lone Star, but uh, you're responsible, Captain Taylor. Yeah, Lone Star. Uh, not Yu Yu Hakusho, but the oh my god. I, this is where I suck at like remembering names unless I have my anime list pulled up in front of me. Um, well, let me pull it up real quick. I have all these saved. Are you thinking Outlaw Star? Yeah, Outlaw Star, uh, Cowboy Bebop. I've seen um, multiple times. Uh, God, what is it called? Give me a second, it's loading. Damn you, internet! Alright, okay. Uh, yeah, Fist of the North Star. Uh, I want to say... God, it's so hard to remember anime. I've I've watched so much, I just can't remember them all. I hear you. It's, it's, I feel bad. Like, it's, it's like I told you the other day when I I started talking a lot with uh, John Paul, who does Anime 3000's podcast. Um, Like, I asked you, it's like, I, I watch anime, but I don't know all the specific names, titles, directors. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I just watch the story. I don't want to know all the other garbage. Yeah, it's like do it's I asked you, it's like, does that make me a bad anime fan? Because no, I, do I the don't think I do the same thing. I watch the show for the show. I don't get into like, oh Studio Bones made it? Oh I better go watch it. Because they made Evigan you know you know, Gonzo made, you know, Evigalian, I better go watch it. Or Kyoto Animation made 
Haruhi, I better go watch that show because, you know, Kyoto Animation made it. I don't get into the, you know, whole deal. I was talking with uh, John Paul, and he was rattling off this stuff, and I go like, man, I feel completely out of my depth and scope. It's like, I just know anime based off of, like, their story merits, because I, I follow anime for the story. Nope, I'm the same way. I Same exact thing. When I talked to him for the first time, same way. It's just like, I, I can't get into it, like, for basically, what do they call it, producing producers and director fans. You know what I mean? If someone makes a good anime, regardless of who, what company released it or what production company released it, and the story was phenomenal, even though that production company usually creates crap, who cares? No, exactly. Same uh, way. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, you can check out www.bonsaibeat.com. There you'll find our previous shows and interviews and uh, Oh yes, else. your awesome interviews with Zach. Awesome interviews with Zach. Oh yeah. Yeah, best shows with, with Zach. With the Zach man. Alright, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully Zach will be back next week. Oh yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed Nate from Everyday Gaming Society. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.